we're live. Hi, and welcome to episode 83 of the Gridirons of Europe podcast. My name is Andre, and with me, as always, are my two co-hosts. I've got Antoine and Osad here. Welcome, guys. What's going on, people? What's up? What's up? Hey, guys. And on today's episode, we've got a special guest. We've got the new Easter Rockets quarterback, Cameron Villardo, on the podcast. Welcome, man. How are you doing? I'm good, boss. I'm good, boss. How are you doing? Or how are all you guys doing, I should say? There's three of you. We good. We good. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I, I personally uh, was rushing home just now, so I'm a bit all over the place, uh, more energetic than usual, actually. So that may be a good thing. We'll we'll see how long it lasts. Maybe the first ten minutes or so, but we'll see. <laughs> Andre needs to give give a good impression because he's he, he gonna be playing you this season. Yes, yes, I heard. See, We're going to he to lives two hours away from the train station, and he ran in ten minutes. See, <laughs> that's, that's, that's monster energy. I've never heard it. Uh, no, I, 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 Celsius is on the job, right? I, I was I was expecting to be home uh, about ten minutes later than I actually got home, so I'm I see it as a great success today. It was a great success, very nice. But yeah, not not only will uh, Cam and I be playing against each other, I'll actually be trying to chase him down on opening day. So. Yeah. Th- it's Game a, one, toe to toe. The drama in the podcast studio today. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Is it just me? <laughs> no, I think I think Antoine is the call. I'm the call. That's why. I uh, don't worry. We're on camera. I, we, I forget. We on I camera. got some. This is the first video recording ever. I hope. Yeah. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we had a a nice one hour conversation with you, Cameron. So. <laughs> Listen, you could have chosen you could have chosen a lot prettier humans for your first video call, but I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the love and effort. See, our coach always used to says we all beautiful in the eyes of God. Listen, I I couldn't agree more, and I I'm also a big believer that big is sexy. So you know what? I'm really liking the left side of my screen right now. Oh. Me and OJ. <laughs> the camera is tilted. Too much weight on this side. <laughs> <laughs> so where did where did you start when did you start playing football jeez i mean i'm in year i'm 25 right now i'm in year 20 of, of my journey um antoine would wait, know wait, did i do the math America, right we start we start young yeah yeah I mean, yeah i was five or six i might have been four playing playing flag but was, uh was the football young than you? and we play all year I got my start in uh, the east coast of Canada, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, pretty proud of where I'm from. We got some good ballers out there. Uh, we compete a lot with hockey. That's that's our big one. I mean, but a lot of great athletes. A lot of great athletes out of Halifax. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, I know we talked about this a little bit off the pod, but uh, we can we can go ahead and talk about it now that we're live. But uh, how are you in, enjoying your time in Sweden thus far? So far, it's awesome, man. I mean, everyone's really nice. Everyone's really friendly. Uh, Temperature-wise, it's it's not bad at all. I mean, everyone around here is complaining about how cold it is. I was expecting you guys to have thicker blood. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> to me, this is this is normal. This is normal uh, spring weather. Um, it, 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 just to let you in on a secret about Sweden here, Cameron, 
complaining about the weather is a national pastime. Doesn't matter if we're in the middle of summer and we've got 30 <laughs> degrees or if it's winter and it's zero degrees, we're always complaining about the weather. <laughs> See, where I, where I grew up in Halifax, we're, we're known for having probably the most bipolar weather on the planet. We could wake up, it would be 30 degrees in the morning, and by the end of the day, it could be two degrees and raining. Like, it's just, it's just all over the place. Um, so I, I've learned to not complain about weather, just because you never know how long you're going to have it for. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's funny that you, you call it your national pastime. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, I spent the past three years under contract in France, and it's their national pastime to complain about things as well, and they're proud of it. Yeah, yeah, they they show it too. Their, their thing is oh, pro protest, so they'll they'll oh, be out on, out on the street complaining. Oh my god, it's what, insane! What, what, it's, you know what? They love it. It's the birth. <laughs> they call it the birthplace of democracy and, and protest. And you know what? Good on them. Yeah, we're a bit on the quieter side when it comes to complaining. We'll just complain to friends and family, and it, that'll be that. You know, coworkers. And the older women will complain on their Facebook. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> Well, you know, that's that's a user quiet. That's one thing I am noticing walking down the streets. It's like I'm uh, I would say I'm probably very extroverted and overtly friendly. I pass you on the street. I'm going to say good afternoon. Good morning. Hello. And most people here I find don't really respond. They just sort of give me a head nod and a smile. <laughs> yeah, that's the, it, the it's neighborhood. Like very private people. Yeah, you live in the widest neighborhood in all of uh, South. Andre, he's lives neighbors with Glasso. <laughs> well, but, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it's a pretty uh, wide. Go to the more immigrant signs you will find. Like they will invite you over for coffee if you want. If you say hi, oh, okay. enough. <clears throat> Exciting. You mentioned off air that your dad played in the CFL, so he you did, grew up in yeah. a football like. Yeah. Household. So I mean, my dad. My dad is two, three times the athlete I'll ever be. Um, UP was a two-sport All-Canadian. Uh, he was a, a heavyweight wrestler. He was the alternate in the Olympic team when they were in Seoul. And he was a, uh, a CFL D lineman for, uh, he, he went through training camp at the Halifax, or I mean, sorry, not the Halifax, the Toronto Argos and preseason. And uh, they sent him back down in, in Canada. They can own your rights and send you back down for another year of college. Hmm. So they, they retained his rights, sent him back down for another year of college. And he actually ended up blowing out his knee in uh this the youth sports or cis at that point which is our ncaa national championship for uh wrestling mm. so that dual sport athlete as much as it as as it helped him be a great athlete it ended up ending as a football career jeez jeez wrestling is tough i don't know i've been to one wrestling practice and i almost passed out <laughs> <laughs> yeah man like it's I, I've always said the best athletes in the world are uh, are combat sport athletes. I, I believe that they've just got a different level of dog in them than 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 anybody else. And you look at those heavyweight wrestlers; they, their ability to just go hard for for an extended period of time carrying that weight is their cardio is insane. Their athleticism is insane. It's it's. It's a different world. Is that is that kind of how you found your way uh, into boxing? Sort of. I mean, I kind of wish my dad pushed wrestling on me. He never pushed it on mm -hmm. me, uh, so I never got into it. And then my sort of love for combat sports 
developed over time sort of on on my own views and on my own page and i really enjoyed the striking aspect of things um so getting into boxing for me was something that i uh i came back from france during the covid year and i said this is something i want to do it'll help me stay in shape it'll keep my cardio up so i found a really good coach in halifax and i just jumped right into it i went for about a year and a half before i had my first fight and uh, i love it man i mean I ended up dislocating my shoulder in France last season. Like, um, luckily, not my throwing shoulder, my, my left shoulder. But uh, that took me out of boxing for the in between period of, of France and here, just because I didn't want to risk just throwing it out again. But it's something that when I'm done football, it'll be my next sport. But I, I, I go. I don't know how many more fights I've got in me. Just again, I mean, I'm 25. I work in finance, so my, my head matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, taking those blows is, is not really what I want to do. But uh, I, I think I got one or two more in me. And then, obviously, I mean, I love sparring, just competing, man. Having any chance to compete. Um, I always grew up as a team sport athlete. Football, hockey, lacrosse, basketball. These were all my sports growing up. So jumping into a solo sport where I didn't have to rely on anyone else and just relying on myself is it's something special, man. That was I missed when I bo- I used to box also. Oh yeah. I missed the team part of it because you only have to work on yourself. You have nobody else. Yeah, Osaid's on a, an interesting line of thought there. How how do you compare individual sports to team sports? Sort of your personality personality wise, what do you prefer and what are some uh, strengths and weaknesses you see with both, Cameron? Oh, I mean, I, I believe team sports are the pinnacle. Like, that, that team mentality is really what I love. And when I eventually walk away from this game, what I'm going to miss the most is, is not dropping my shoulder for an extra yard to get that first down. It's going to be the beers in the locker room after the game. I, I knew it. Um, and I mean, I kind of translated being a team sport athlete, jumping into a solo sport like that. I transferred sort of my mentality into it, and I brought my guy, I brought my friends into it, I brought my guys into it. So during my training camp, I had the same guys with me every day. Um, so I really maintained kind of like a team sport athlete mentality of it. Um, so as far as being a, a purely individual sport athlete i don't really know what that mindset's like um i i, I kind of wish i grew up a bit more in it but i'm happy i didn't because i think it's the the team sport mentality shapes the person i am today i'm very loud and very outgoing I'm a, I'm a true definition of a of a extrovert so um i think that's the better i think real world benefits align more with team sport athletes but as far as like a solo sport athlete looking at it from an outside in it's that dog man like those solo sport athletes are dogs especially combat sports like they just know how to dig deep and 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 draw that out of them better than than any other athlete i find anyways yeah and to kind of to kind of piggy to kind of piggyback off that because i was kind of like uh i did track and field uh growing up and then that transition into college so you're you're on a team but 90 percent of, of of all of your effort comes from yourself so 
mm-hmm. having that and then transitioning back into a team sport is is kind of like you're you're a little bit more you know how to prepare yourself and you know how to get there mentally so at times you can be extroverted but at uh at necessary not 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 necessary times but at certain points you can be like you know a little bit introvert where you're a little bit more quiet a little bit more focused and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's just um uh, it's, it's just uh, it's just a different different mindset but they can having both having both is, is, is good yeah I think I think your best athletes have able or are able to, to harness both aspects. Like I think your best athletes are able to to dig deep like that, like a solo sport athlete, and not rely on anyone else, but also understand the benefit and, and the necessity of teamwork. Yeah. See, I, the thing I love with team sports is, especially football. <clears throat> I know at, I got at least ten other dudes on the field. If shit shit goes like down, they're ready to swing with me. Like some teams, I was like, okay, if I if I get in a fight this game, I'm I'm kind of screwed. But some games, I'm like, I'm bulletproof. I got a sociopathic linebacker who gotta kill somebody if they touch me. <laughs> so that's the comfort part of it. <clears throat> like yeah, my boss, yeah, like how close you are. Even like I think you had a sparring partner. I did as well. Like he was a 35 year old dude. I knew like, okay, come on. You're 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 not gonna die for him. You're not gonna defend the. You don't I, think I still, he's gonna defend your life, and you're gonna defend his. Not like not really. Like yeah, we close, but like like yeah. both of us have separate goals. Yeah. I feel like the team has a, a goal in combined. Exactly. So I think that's the factor. <clears throat> it's like the team sport is kind of looking over your shoulder and knowing all right. Um, if I don't do my job, I'm, I'm screwing over my boy here. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's, it's all to do with a different level of accountability. <laughs> Isn't that a military thing? Boxing was like, I would show up, like I'm a football guy. I'm a North American football guy. So Ant- Antoine, you, you know this, if you're not fucking early, you're like, Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Like if you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming you played college ball. I'm not, I'm not sure where you played. But, um, no, Um, but like if we weren't 15 minutes early to to meetings, we were late and we were running for it. So I would show up, I would show up for a 3 PM sparring session, but I'd be there at two so I could roll out, get loose and, and just have the proper mentality of being early to be on time. And then my fucking sparring partner would show up at four. And now I've, I've rolled out. I've I've warmed up and now I've sat on my ass and we're waiting for this dude. And it's like there's I found in the boxing community, or at least the boxing community I was privy to, was there was less accountability towards each other and that really upset me in sort of the solo sport world. Like, yeah, sure, I'm sure he did what he needed to do to get ready and he was accountable to himself, but he wasn't accountable to me. And that really fucking pissed me off. And like when I show up to practice, I show up. 15 20 minutes early to make sure i'm accountable for my boys on the field because we're about to go to war together it's not just me going to war it's my boys going to war with me and that's that's what really drives you with football is it's the family man the accountability worse even if they don't show up oh my god man because you never have their info like you cannot just call them sometimes you don't know them that good like yeah the guy you're sparring with is not coming today i'm like great he said that yesterday (laughs) 
Because <laughs> guess what? If I'm on a football field and my receivers don't show up, sweet. You kind of fucked everyone, but now you're not playing this week. Yeah. I mean, but like, but, I, but, I but still, on a, on a football team, one practice, oh, maybe you're missing two of your receivers, but hey, there are two more, and then you've got your running back and your offensive line, yeah. so like, there's still shit to do. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. I love, bo- I love boxing with a bag more than the next guy, but come on, you cannot do it the entire session. It's kind of boring after a while. No. So how did you end up in, like, where did you play in Canada? Like, take us through those years. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, I started about 20 years ago. Um, started in Fall River Dragons minor football program from Mites all the way up to Bantams. Bantam being like my freshman year of high school, I had the option to either go play high school or play play Bantam one more year. I chose to play the Bantam year just because like I played with these guys my whole life and I wanted to do one more run. And we had a very good team. Then I went to, uh, so at that time, I'm going to high school, playing Bantam football. Uh, I was lucky enough, um, sort of based off my, in, in Canada, we have provincial teams. So they're like all state teams. But we actually get together and we practice and we play and we play across the country against other provincial teams. So, I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing minor ball. I'm playing provincial. I end up getting a scholarship to a prep school in Ontario. Very good school called St. Andrews College. So I go, I reclassify, which means I redo grade nine. Uh, I spent three years at SAC, play some very high level ball. I end up playing for Team Canada. We went down, beat Team USA in Texas. That's a big nice. one. Was that, the, uh, was that the 2012 team? No, 2015? No, that was. I want to say that was 2014. I've got a photo of my phone that always okay. reminds me of the day. 2013. Yeah. 2013. So July 1st, 2013, Team Canada beat Team USA 2019. That was U16 team. So oh, U16 okay. Team. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, in Austin, Texas, which was pretty special. Obviously, Did you almost get killed? Did Texas people kill you almost before that? <clears throat> they chased no, the bus back with they, guns? They, 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 they were gracious losers. That text, that southern hospitality is real. Yeah. They took us out for barbecue and everything after. It was great. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I play three years. I, I, I go grade 9, 10, and 11 at this prep school. Um, I decide I want to come home for my senior year just because I had already sort of picked out my college. Um, so I came home to Citadel High School, which is a top – at that point was a top 10 ranked team in the country. Uh, we – we had a good year, won provincials, so we won all state, division one. Uh, I was a division one all star, team offensive MVP, team captain. It was a great year, man. Uh, ended up committing to my sort of pipeline dream. Uh, I grew up in a city, in the city of Halifax. Uh, the football team in Halifax is the St. Mary's Huskies. Um, legendary sort of historical program. I grew up watching a heck great winning quarterback. The Heck Creighton in Canada is the equivalent to the Heisman in the U.S., so it's the best college football player. We had one of those at St. Mary's, and um, I just remember from the time I was like four, St. Mary's was where I wanted to play. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I did the work I needed to do to get there. I got my scholarship. I was lucky enough to get a full-ride scholarship to go play at St. Mary's. Um, I played for three years. 
I had three separate offense coordinators over those three years. The fourth year, I had a new offense coordinator. So now I'm my fourth OC in four years. That's um, that's that's never the, that's never a good no. thing. Um, unfortunately, I was playing under playing under sort of a an environment that I wasn't happy with. Mm. I mean, the new OC was, in my opinion, not a good human being. Um, he treated a lot of guys that he didn't like on the team very poorly. Uh, I remember specifically one time we had a, it was optional. I mean, optional doesn't mean optional in college football, but we had an optional sort of <laughs> QB hours. meeting. Yeah. And we had an optional sort of QB meeting to go over the new playbook. This is like two weeks before camp even starts. And we've already, we're on like day four of this optional thing. And like we're sitting in this, we're sitting in meetings for six, seven, eight hours a day. So we're on day four of eight hour meetings, two weeks before camp even starts. And we got a kid who's a, who's a second or third year player at this point. Um, sort of came in as a quarterback, didn't really make it. He got bumped to receiver and was really trying to make the quarterback push again. And he was struggling with some with some personal things in his and his in his in his personal life, obviously, and him and his girl weren't in a great place, and they were fighting a lot, and there were some issues going on. And I remember he was a couple hours late to this meeting. That was optional, and like as much as it's not optional, there there needs to be some leeway. Like we're not pro athletes at that point; we're still college man. Like we're all in summer courses. This is this is different. And he's showing, like, the coach is just ripping this guy and not not ripping him in a constructive, like, hey, man, you got to, like, personally attacking this dude, just straight up actually bullying this guy. And he had been doing it the whole time because he didn't like this guy. He, did, he, did, he didn't want him in the room. And he was he's bullying him all week. And I just fucking snapped. And, like, and then obviously that created a big divide between me and the coach. And then the coach would can start doing it to me, and then I just I, I walked away from it. I said, uh, like, this is not the experience I want to be in. Um, unfortunately, in my fourth year, I walked away from a program that I loved, and I still love to this day. I'm a dog for life. Um, but it, it was just a work environment that was beyond toxic and just yeah. not healthy. And I. Yeah, I'm a strong believer in hard coaching. I've got no, if you want to rip me out and force me to do shit, that's fine. Like, I, I am not shying away from hard coaching. But when you make things personal and uh, when you when you attack people personally, that I've got an issue with. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you kill an entire environment if you make yeah. it toxic, if you make it toxic. And it doesn't really matter what kind of situation you're in. Make, making something toxic no matter if it's a a job the workplace uh, a relationship yeah, uh, team it, it doesn't matter it destroys everything you're trying yeah. to build within the squad exactly and i mean it showed you that coach only lasted one more year he only lasted one year yeah. he was fired like they have the three ocs before him um now that being said i was a big fan of two of those ocs and 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 even one of the OCs that I didn't get along with personally, he ran an amazing system, and I loved his work. And it's it's a system I install as a coach now. I coach high school football when I'm home, and I run his stuff. So, I mean, I had good personal relationships with two of the OCs, not a very good one with one of them, but I respected all three, and I enjoyed working with all three. And then this fourth one I didn't. 
So I walked away from football, and it was a really tough situation. I remember cleaning up my locker. Um, I remember going and seeing the head coach, and the head coach trying to convince me to stay, and like, no, this is not the, the right move. And I, I was, I was in tears, and it was one of the hardest decisions of my life. And I, I remember cleaning up my locker in tears, and then one of my, I ended up walking out of the hallway, and then one of my boys, Justin Julian, who's a DB, who's an absolute beauty, and a baller sort of met me in the in the hallway and I think he just looked at me and understood what I was doing. Came over and gave me a hug and there was no word said. We just kept moving. And uh I'm walking home and I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna play a, a snap of football again in my life. And uh feeling that anger that I allowed somebody to take that from mm-hmm. me was hard. And then I, I'm not gonna lie, I fell into quite a little bit of depression there for a couple months hitting the partying a little bit more than I should, eating a lot. And then I sort of found the gym and I started powerlifting a lot. And I was getting into that pretty pretty strong. And then I was lucky enough, I had already been on Euro players, but I was lucky enough to receive a couple messages from a couple GFL1 teams, GFL2 team, an Austrian team. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I could, shit, I could still play. Like, there's people out there that want me to come. So none of, none of those really pan out. I mean, most of your Euro player messages end up in just somebody else being signed or they're fading away. But one team really stuck with me, and that was Toulouse in France. And at that point, they were a Division II team in France, and they were one of the better Division II teams. So I sign, I go, and I, I love it. I fall in love with the sport again. I, I haven't been this happy playing football since high school. Because, I mean, high school football is – those Friday Night Light games in high school football are the most fun you'll ever have playing football. I don't care what anybody says. There's there's nothing like football in high school. And I'm, I'm starting to feel love for the game again that way in France. I'm like, fuck, I love this. Like, that's I'm so that, happy that, I came. That, that's awesome. And then COVID hit. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like – and the funny thing too is like <laughs> – I've, I've, I've been with my girlfriend now for five – going on five years. So she came in that first year. And uh, she she came in, in February, and it was Valentine's Day, so we went to Milan. And we're in Milan for Valentine's Day, not knowing it's Fashion Week. So we're walking around Milan, and it's busy. And then this news starts going around, like, oh, maybe we should get out of Milan. We were only there for two or three days. And on our way out, like, they're scanning our foreheads with the with the temperature readers. I was like, what the fuck's going on? So oh. I get back to Toulouse. And the outbreak of COVID, I don't know if you guys remember this, happened yeah. in Milan, the big outbreak. Yeah, the, the big one in yeah. Europe was uh, yeah. in, in northern so Italy. we were like, oh, shit, we're in Milan. <laughs> and uh, like, luckily, neither one of us got COVID then. I mean, I've had it two times since. But um, so the season gets cut and I go home. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah. they just canceled the entire season yeah. in France. They never we replayed straight it. They canceled it. We're four yeah. games in, they cancel it. I was lucky enough, though, that the team had made the commitment. They're like, all right, you're coming back with us next year. I said, all right, perfect. So I'm not too worried. I go home. I'm training well. And then we're, I'm like, I'm signed. I'm ready to go. My planes are booked. 24 hours before I'm supposed to leave to go to go back to France this next season, they cancel the season. Cold they they, they canceled it twice? Jeez. Yeah. Damn. They, they never yeah. res- they never resumed a season in 2020 at all 2021 no. at all 
No, last year wow. was their first year back since COVID. Wow, so they they just didn't play for two full years. A year and a half, yeah. And it was the only just places like, that played were Finland and Sweden. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was just like shit. Like now I'm 23, going on 24. I've got a good job working in finance. What am I doing? And then they called me. They're like, "Hey man, let's let's make this push. We're now in the French elite division. We got moved up. And the French elite division is one of the best divisions in Europe. I mean, they they got some real ballers, real good teams over there. Like you got Tonalé Bon, the Black Panthers. You got the Flash. You got Marseille. <laughs> like there's some ballers yeah. in France, man. I was like, the, there are a few, there are a few teams there that are among the best in Europe. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm I'm going. Let's go. We're French elite." Um, first year in French Elite, we make playoffs. We have a really good year. And then uh, after the season, sort of split ways with the head coach. The team does. The head coach is the guy that recruited me, obviously. Uh, the new OC and head coach want to run sort of a triple option, speed option sort of offense. That's not my vibe. I'm a big <laughs> boy. I like to sit in the pocket. I like to throw the ball. Um so Ooh, it's it's a, it's a sitting duck I'll be chasing this year. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm deceptively athletic. I still run about a five flat forty. I'm not I'm not a I'm not I'm not speedy by any any definition of the word. But I'm not we, slow. Are you trying to say that the third fa- fastest person on this podcast? Third? No, yeah, I I, th- I, th- I think I'm pretty sure you're second, camera. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope for my sake, anyways. That I'm the second person <laughs> right now. O, 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 Oside and I had a forty-yard dash. Uh, I smoked. No, Oside won by like one body length, but I, I think mm-hmm. the difference was like a, a tenth or two tenths of a second. So like, I got a bad start. I did not even run full speed. Sure. You want next hey, hey, we're, camera? Don't, don't right. we're, we're gonna run. Right, we're gonna run back that forty. Hey, strap this year. up! One more year. Yeah. Why not? Right? We're gonna. I live far away from it. I will be coming to one of your practices one day, and <laughs> let's right. run. Right, we'll do it there. <laughs> Gotta film it. Gotta post content. it. We need content for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, no, and then I mean, this year I found my way to uh, to Eastan. These guys reached out. We uh, what, Chris consulted what, yeah. us doing something special. It, it was Glasnevik who reached out to you, right? Yeah, yeah. He reached out. He sold it as they were doing something special. We're making a push for for some rings this year. So, I mean, it was a no brainer for me. I mean, Christian sold it well. Uh, we got some unreleased news coming out in the next couple of days. It's going to be really. Exciting. You want to sh- you want to share with us? You want to share with us first? Break it here. Uh, I can't. I can't share share. I can't share too much, but uh, keep your eyes on the uh, Twitter or uh, Facebook or Instagram page in the next got couple of days. We got some pretty exciting news. Um, I mean, is it your promise agreement with Urbru? Because no, no, that that's yeah, already yeah, been yeah, announced. announced. Agreement yeah, with yeah. Long time ago. No, we. Uh, we're looking like we're doing some special things, man, and we're really making a push for that for that championship this year. I mean, we're coming, we're coming for everyone's throat. nice. nice. <laughs> Easta last year, they were literally in. Uh, let's see, Alimham made extra point away from uh, being first in the South yeah. last year. Yeah. So I mean, you take that team. 
I'm pretty sure we're returning like almost everyone. And then we added the Jaguars. You add a North American import, and you add something else coming up in the next couple of days. That's going to be very exciting. We add the number three running back in Europe. And yeah, I mean, who's that? Timmy? Alex Channing. Alex Channing. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, Timmy is the best running back in Division One. It's not even close. Yeah, Timmy's a monster, man. He's, Timmy's a he's monster. He's really good. The second good running back is now a social media promoter, like a club promoter, DJ <laughs> promoter in Gothenburg. So, so I mean, Ista's going to be the Rockets are a team to to keep your eyes on this year. I mean, we're just looking to to go win that ring and then uh, continue continue moving in the right direction. Nice, nice. So, with uh, you, with you kind of being away from the game for so long, and then coming back into the game. And like you said now, like you have a good job in finance, uh, you're 25, which is still young to me. But um, how many years, how many years <laughs> do you think you got left in the tank playing this game, man? I think this is my last year. I'm not going to okay. lie. I mean, I'm looking to buy a house when I go home yeah, in yeah, September. Yeah. Or when I go home in July, sorry. Um I've said I've I've done a couple interviews now and a couple news articles where I've I've said I see hole nineteen. Um, to me, this is probably my last ride. I mean, if we lose on some traumatic bullshit last play of the yeah, finals, yeah. I could see myself being compelled to come back. Gotcha. But I mean, I'm I'm happy I picked a squad. I think I picked a squad that's that's in the right position to make a push for a ring. Uh, I picked a squad with a lot of really good dudes, so I'm really enjoying my time so far. They know I how see to have this fun. I see this being my year as sort of let's go out yeah. on top. And then uh, I coach high school football, so I, I I play in the men's senior touch league. Uh, I, I'll get my I'll scratch my itch other ways, but this is this is probably my last year beating the shit yeah. out of my and, body. Uh, how was um... <laughs> How was it kind of coming to that uh, coming to that conclusion where it's just like, listen, uh, like you said, this is your twentieth season playing this game, so it's like you invested so much, so much of your your life, your childhood, your 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 teenage years, your adulthood is connected to this game, and even though you're going to be around it in other aspects, like how tough was the conclusion come to like this is actually like my last year? We couldn't hear you down, Tom. I got the vibe of the question. You kind of cut out there, but you're sort of asking how tough it was coming to that, yeah, that yeah. conclusion. Honestly, um, it wasn't as hard. I mean, I already know that that it's gonna be it's gonna be a tear show stepping off the field for the last time. I'm not too. I'm not concerned about the end of it. I know it's gonna be hard to walk away. But coming to this decision so far has been pretty easy because I have a plan set forward, man. Like, I'm buying a house. It's time to be an adult. I've got the good job. I sort of know where I'm going with my life. So making the decision to make this my last season has not been hard. Um, but there's going to be some demons through this tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> like... This is not, we're not going through the tunnel of love here, boys. Like, there's going to be some hard days. And uh, there's going to be some some hard moments this season. Uh, personally, just sort of the last time doing everything. 
I mean, you, you, you chose a really interesting situation to get yourself into because Usta, they've really taken a step up. Uh, last year, they started taking that step. And uh, you're going into a really interesting series. We've got an AIK squad that's building things up, a Limham squad that's been really quiet in the preseason, but they're always good. Uh, we've got some things going on in Kuhansta that I'm very happy about. Not so sure yeah, what's you going. Share those? Not really. Not no? so, not not so sure what's going on uh, in uh, Gothenburg and Kosciuk at the moment. But I know the Wolves have uh, a few import guys coming in. So th- th- there th- there's a lot of shit going th- down in the series, and it's going to be competitive. Yeah, I think. I think. I... Yeah, the Wolves are the Wolves are confusing me. I'm not going to lie. They signed two import tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is. Uh, we're just going to play. Yeah, so they've got three good tight ends now. Like, are we just going to play? Let's go 13 personnel, Kalski. We're yeah. going dive right, dive left, stretch right. Let's go. Yeah, and I know. Uh, like, I know one of those tight ends yeah, is yeah, Canadian. Yeah. And he played at Mac. And he's, from what I've seen, he's pretty good. So I'm he's excited to meet up with him. Sorry? Not your cousin or neighbor? <laughs> no, not my cousin or neighbor. I don't know if you know this. Canada's a pretty big country. Big country. <laughs> but, uh, Cameron, do you want to do you want to explain to Osai how long it takes to drive from Halifax to Vancouver? <laughs> I'm lucky enough to have never done that drive, but that's I mean, that's a couple day drive. I mean, we're talking about the second largest country in the yeah, world. Yeah. I know like, there's a train second. in Moscow that is 36 hours. One second. I know there's a train in Mo- in Russia that takes 36 that's hours to ride. 36 hours. <laughs> Imagine going from uh, the first to last station there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a 12-hour train ride, and it... Like sleeping on a train is top ten worst experiences of my life. Yeah, I, and I've been in war. I, I, I have been in war, and that train <laughs> sleeping train ride was worse. So, it it takes approximately two days and fourteen hours to drive from Halifax to Vancouver. It, 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 in one go. In one go. In I don't know. Go. That's just sort of what Google says. I've never attempted it. Yeah. But it's like uh, it's like an eight hour flight. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I get to Europe faster than I get to Vancouver. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the east coast of Canada isn't too far from, um, like, the UK or France. And there's no, kind of close. Yeah, the Grizzlies left the Vancouver. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Vancouver Grizzlies. Like, I, <laughs> I think it's like a five-hour flight Halifax to London. Yeah, I, yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> I think I think I've ta- I've taken London to. Uh, Dallas, I think, is about eight hours, so I can imagine seven or eight. Yeah, Halifax, five. Yeah, that, that works out. Yeah. So, talking about big things, do you think bigger quarterbacks are getting treated like shit? Because if a D-tackle, karate kicks you, no issue. But if you were a small QB, if they sneeze on you, it's like roughing the passer. Well, <coughs> luckily enough, I've never been karate kicked. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I think that... I can say that I have. Maybe not karate kick, but someone has tried to kick me on the field. Um, <laughs> the big quarterback thing is something I'm, I'm, I've learned to become proud of. I mean, I've always been thicker. My dad was a D lineman, a heavyweight wrestler. 
Uh, I've got a knack for powerlifting. Um, like I'm six foot two fifty, and I'm pretty built. I mean, I've got a little bit of a belly on me, but anybody my size would. Um, anybody my size who's clean would. Um, I know there's a lot of guys who are my belt, my size six foot two fifty, who aren't clean, and they've got washboard abs. Um, that's not me. Um, what are you saying about and its disadvantages. I mean. I'm not running around anyone. I'm not running, oh, like I'm not going over anyone. I'm not going around anyone. I'm going through people. That's how I play the game. I run the ball hard. I throw the ball far. I use my brain. I try not to scramble. Uh, but if I do need to scramble, it's it's not an issue. Um, one thing I will say though, and I'm pretty proud of this because it is something that's always been on my back throughout my entire career, is. I think big body quarterbacks have to work that much harder just to get a shot. I mean, if there's one thing that pisses me off, it's the eye test. The eye test, and anybody who, who bases the decision off the eye test can fuck off. <laughs> and I, that's this is something I'm really strongly passionate about. Um, the, the, the eye test doesn't tell you who can ball. No, not at all. We- just because somebody looks good in a uniform or just because somebody's the proper build does not mean they know how to play the position. Not at all. We, we, um, we, we, we've had a guest on the podcast before, uh, Victor, who who used to play for Olanda. Your other, quarterback. Your other. quarterback. He, he, I, I, think, I think he's probably heavier than you, and he's been one of the very best quarterbacks in Sweden for quite a few years now. I love the good hurdle. Yeah. He loves the hurdle. <laughs> quite the athlete for that size, yeah. Listen, a lot of us are more athletic than we look. Yeah. But, um... I'm no, a chubby I mean, athlete. I, I back that fact <laughs> up. The, the eye test is something that's rooted in, in, in sports politics. And it's something I've got a major problem with. So I believe that, that quarterbacks of my build or bigger than me or just any, any similar build to what I have have to work that much harder to get their shot. So... I believe that if you see a big body quarterback out there slinging the rock, that he's probably better than most because he had to be just to get that shot. The height thing I understand because if you're five eleven, like Carla Murray can barely see over his left tackle. Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could buy that. But wait, like on a quarterback, I don't really see it. Like if he can move, yeah, m- might be injury prone thing. But I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean even the height thing. Like Drew Brees was five ten. Uh, Doug Flutie was 5'9". I'm pretty sure Drew Drew Brees was listed as 6 foot, but he he probably wasn't 6 foot. Yeah, he was 6 foot in cleats and a helmet. (laughs) Uh, I'd probably give him 5'11", though. I'd I'd give him 5'11". But, I mean, (laughs) there's, listen, if you look through the history of football, you have more successful quarterbacks between the range of 5'9 and 6 foot than you do over 6'5. I mean, how many how many giants have you seen in the NFL? Yeah, uh, isn't it something about there's like never been a really successful quarterback who's 6'7 or taller? Yeah, it's like six, taller. I mean, like 6'5 is pretty normal. Yeah, um, quite a few 6'5 so like, guys and 6'6. Six, six, yeah. 
six three, it's like 6'6 and higher, you, you never really see any any real success out of them. Like the Brock you, Osweilers or mm, the Paxton Lynches. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. all, obviously these guys are better. Hilariously enough, both uh, drafted by the Broncos. Yes. And <laughs> I mean, both, both, both football players are better than I am, so I mean no disrespect in that. Of course I'm not. Off of the, the yeah, results you got of Big career. Ben and Cam Newton of the works. Both of them were what six five. I think they're both listed at six five. Maybe one of them is listed at six six. I'm not I, sure. I love how players in college they're listed at like six six to fifty. Comes to NFL six four and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when the NBA did the measures without shoes. Yeah. Players became midgets. <laughs> Antoine cut off. Yeah, yeah if, if anyone wonder, is watching and wondering what's going on, I think Anton's, Antoine's uh, internet cut out or something. He's hey, back. he's back. Hey, Antoine. Yeah, I was just about to write in the group. Yeah, the, the internet went out there for a minute. Oh, yeah, bummer. Yeah. But everybody looks, everybody looks clear this time around, so I think it worked out in my Didn't one journalist say, like, the, the dumbest thing in sport is, like, pre-draft when they look at guys walking around in underwears and trying to figure out if they can play football or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the combines are... Everything there, they're sham events except for the interview and the health checkup. Like, th that's yeah. the only things that matter at the combines in any well, sport, really. I was yeah. watching Ryan Leaf the other day, and I think it was Good Morning Football, or it was one of the, the football shows, and Ryan Leaf was talking about, like, he did a combine or he did all the combine testing the other day and he's still testing in what we would consider a first round quarterback range. So he was saying like, none of this shit matters because <laughs> if you want to look at all of my combine stats and then we go blind draft pick where we take my college stats plus my combine results plus CJ Stroud's combine results and his college stats and you would go, oh, I'll take this guy because He's six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds. He bench presses it twenty-five times. He's got good college stats. He runs this. And then you reveal the, the blank cards. He's like, oh shit, I got Ryan Lee. <laughs> like none of it matters. He already flamed out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I agree. Like the measurables the measurables, and don't get me wrong, they're important. Yeah. What but what they more show is your ability to I think measurables show durability more than ability they need to do that baseball thing like your throwing speed if you're a quarterback how hard can you throw it <clears throat> i've got no idea i've never you tested get, my, the, my two of the world who can barely throw a fade he, he can so probably say that again two i can't throw a fade oh yeah <laughs> again a better football player than i but going he will destroy him. me in one-on-one -on -one, in every position <laughs> but uh no i've never i've never tested i i know i've never tested how hard i can throw the ball i know how far i can throw it i can push okay. a ball about 70 yards out of pads so i mean you put yeah. me in a game situation in pads i could probably push the ball 65 to 68 that, that's not bad are, 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 are we are we are we gonna have to sit and cover four <laughs> against you cameron you can sit and cover four all you want, and I'll throw the ball six yards all day. <laughs> Naturally. Didn't Jamarcus Naturally. Russell throw 80 yards on his knees? Something like that. Something yeah, like some, that, yeah. Something crazy like that. Ridiculous. Again, showing, Utterly it ridiculous. That, it just shows that 
impressive stats or impressive feats of strength mean nothing as far as ability of playing football goes. Yeah. Okay. You came in a program that's perfect made for you because their former quarterback, we, we made jokes on the podcast that's your little brother or something. Because you look like, you look like, you look like. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I get it. It's uh, the big body jokes. And Hugo's a good dude. I've had the chance to work with him now. And I mean, um, my goal is to, to come here. I mean, I was joking the other day. I, I asked Christian sort of, is, what's Hugo? Is Hugo okay with me being here? Uh, and Christian goes, yeah. I go, okay, good. Because I don't like to share. I'm QB1 right now. I'll pass down all the knowledge I have, and it's my goal to make Hugo as good as possible for you next year. But I don't fucking share. <laughs> I like that. Unless, Hugo's a great that, dude. That's he's fair got enough. a big arm. Hugo's a great dude with a big arm. Um, he's got a, a good sized frame. He just, once we get that, uh, sort of, we increase that knowledge on him, I think he'll be a force to reckon with in this league from there decade oh yeah i mean he, he he's been he he was a bit up and down last year but when he had his good moments like he, he had a run against hessing boy where he just ran over like three dudes and juked one and scored a oh he's a monster 40 yard touchdown it's like damn dude you, you 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 can play when things are going your way yeah no listen that's the thing hugo's a monster and he has all the tools to dominate this league and it's just it's going to be my goal this year to help him hone those tools to become that that consistent monster. And you have Casper. Just throw anywhere. He probably comes down with it. Listen, I got Casper. I got Marcus. I got Mateus. I got boys. Every, it's I got a, Timmy it, coming out of the backfield. We got ballers know. down here in East We got the number one uh, I, I wouldn't throw too many passes to Timmy, but you, 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 you've got some ballers there to, to throw the ball to. You, you really do. Listen, I can throw the ball to Timmy on a bubble, and then he'll just eat anybody in space. That that you can do. <laughs> and you got the number one quarterback, cornerback, Philip Udema. Yeah, my guy. Our man. Our man. Top ten favorite people of all time. So uh, you've you've got the season opener. We've got the season opener opener coming up in about three weeks here. How do you feel about the situation going in? You're, uh, you've been here a few weeks now, I think. How, how long have you been I've been, been here? here for about a week. You've been here about a week. So yeah. you're going to have been here for about a month before you play your first game. After a week of uh, being with the team and starting to feel things out, do you have any expectations going into the season here? And what what what, what are you expecting to see from the different teams and from your own team? Um, I'm feeling good, man. Like, I like the team we put together. I like our system. Um, they've let me install a couple of my plays, too. So it, it's it's grounding me in that sense. And I, I have plays that I know inside and out sort of to fall back on. Um, I like the talent we have on our roster. Uh, I like the work ethic of the guys that when they're at practice, we're working hard. I'm expecting big things. Um. I can't say what I expect out of the Predators because I haven't seen the Predators this year. I saw you guys film last year. Um, hey, that, that that's nothing to look at. That was exactly. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm excited. Um, I'm respectful. 
I, I, I strongly believe that you fear no man, but you respect everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you said. guys have ballers. You guys are going to show up ready to play, and we're going to show up ready to play, and we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, the best team will win on the day. That's what I believe. Is this going to be your first uh, Friday night game since uh, high school? Oh, yeah. In college, we played on Saturdays or the odd Sunday. Uh, I don't think I had any Friday games in in France, so I'm excited for a good Friday night lights. Are we going to get a crowd? What kind of crowds are we expecting here? Um, it's Sweden. 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 Swedish crowds are normally not very good, but we we might three cousins and two friends. We we might get a few people from the south coming in. You'll you'll probably get the Limham people coming down for some scouting, and uh, you you'll get we'll we'll get some people, but it's not going to be a good crowd. It's not a crowd. But, don't get yourself excited. But it's bad. but, it's but, but you'll immediately uh, get to walk into the nicest looking uh, football arena in Sweden. I'll tell you that. For sure. Look, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I will have to agree with that. Well, hey, no, I take that back. Uh, Costa, we have the new arena, but uh, the Predators, they got a nice build. I saw like... Oh, yeah? Uh, I saw like little pictures from Instagram and like videos. I was like, what? Nice. Just the entire, the entire stadium is pretty newly built and it looks lo- looks pretty nice. And we've got big locker rooms. E- even the guest locker rooms are pretty nice for you guys. So. It's nice. not because of us. The the women's soccer team is played in the Champions League. That's, it's not because no. of the... But hey, 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 hey. Our Predators uh, men's team, we got the biggest locker room in the in the arena. So we it, it's we got something out of it. Yeah. No, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what you guys got. I got to play in some pretty cool big stadiums in France. I mean, when we were in Grenoble last year, we we showed up to a 25, 30,000-seat stadium. We put the, – it was it was the game of the week. It was a nationally televised game. So there was I – don't, I don't know how many people were watching. I heard it was – I heard it was a lot of people watching, but there was like five to 8,000 people in the stadium for the game. We yeah, put, you're not uh, we anything put a stack like that down here. on them. It was a good game. I think I threw four, ran for one. I nice. think I threw three of my four to one receiver. But uh, if, if your performance is based on how the amount of crowd, you're gonna you be gonna you're gonna be terrible in Sweden, man. You're, you're gonna, gonna be stand. terrible here. Listen, I, saw the, I, saw the, I was in Malmo. I was in Malmo on the weekend. I saw Lindham Stadium. That's a nice little stadium. Is the is the ugliest stadium like it's the It's just concrete. It's just concrete. Man. It's got seats, don't it? <laughs> wow. Barely. It's got, got seats. I mean, I'll, I'll give them credit. It's nicer than Gothenburg's. Oh, Gothenburg, you're gonna hate your life. It's <laughs> concrete with a carpet on it with some sand on it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know if you guys have a road game in Gothenburg this year? I'll check one sec. Um, because no, that that I that among the teams uh, from from the south, or they're not really in the south, but they played in the southern division. They've probably got the the worst field conditions right now. Yeah, my last game of the last game of the regular seasons at Gothenburg. They come to us earlier in the year, and then we go to them. Ah, okay. Nice. You know, in science rooms, they have the thing. If you get something in your eye, you can wash your eyes. Yeah, they, need yeah, to ins- yeah. they need to install one on the sideline in Gothenburg. 
<laughs> it's that bad. Hey, Cameron is going to get there towards the end of the season now after having this discuss discussion and think, oh, this, this isn't that bad after all the shit we said about it. Listen, I mean, I played on one field last year in Montpellier, which was the worst field I've ever played on. There was a... Uh, you know, like, when you're driving down the street at, like, a manhole cover? Yeah. They had one of those. A bit smaller, but they had a drain cover, manhole cover, in the middle of the fucking field. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that at a few fields, too. Yeah, that, terrible. I was like, how is this safe? How it's not. It's not. And the it's game terrible. Started, the game hadn't started yet. It was a mud pit. It had rained, like, three days before, and the... The field sank in like this, like it, it was the opposite of what it was supposed to be, mm. and it just retained all the water. Oh, oh, aside, that, that that sounds a lot like Ikebi. <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot of memories of Ikebi. All right, I know there's a field you you you, you, by. you you haven't you haven't played uh, when the a lot. I know there's a field when here it's been in, rainy. in this area where it's t like it's crooked, so running one way. Goes always faster than the other way. <laughs> Wait, what? What field is that? The old Colson field. It's literally like this. Oh, the the the, <laughs> the old Colson. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think the coaches knew. Like in the fourth quarter, we want this side. <laughs> it's an uphill battle, literally uphill. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost too good. Thank God I haven't played there. I'm I'm spoiled. Like I smelled wet grass today. I'm like, oh shit. How do people practice on grass? That's Poor like, team. yeah, nah, that's, it's, that's, it's raining that's here right now. And we got practice in about three hours. Luckily, we practice on our turf. Nice. You got an indoor. Oh, are, are you guys in the skill loop on the indoor turf there? We do use that. Um, but in Ista, all the grass fields are closed right now. So we're going to be using the turf. That oh, we, uh, okay. The that so our soccer team plays yeah. on our division five or six soccer team. Okay, that See, makes sense. Retiring after this season, you know how the import thing goes, right? They always say, "I'm here for only one year or two years." Look, look, Antoine, he married the Swedish. No, he's not an import. I'm not an import. <laughs> that, that's that not with that rumor. I'm not an import, man. Everyone <laughs> thinks you're an import, Antoine, but <laughs> you're, does, you're just man. not. <laughs> I'm just not an import, guys. <laughs> well, no, but the I import mean, things, they say, oh, I'm here for one year, two years. Buddy, I think you're going to get a job here in Sweden. You're going to play <laughs> for at least four more years. <laughs> I don't want to pay your guys' taxes, Four man. more years. <laughs> you don't have to say it that way. Come on. It's not that high in Easter. It's higher here in Kosovo. <laughs> no, but your tax brackets start lower. Like, I was talking to somebody who was saying, like, I was like, well, what's it? What's it like living here? He goes, well, I mean, everybody works hard until they make about $30,000. And then after $30,000, they just say no thank you and they go to Thailand because the government takes all their money. If you get paid more <laughs> than 50,000 crowns a month, you're screwed. No, I mean, it, 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 th th that that's not really how it works. It, it, it's a... No, but they take it, half of everything over 50. It, yeah, so it, it's a progressive <laughs> tax system as well, but... It, yeah. It, it, most... Like, mo yeah, most people pay around 30%, which is a lot higher than uh, other parts of the world. But then, as yeah. the site says, when you get to a certain bracket, you'll start paying 50% <laughs> on the rest. Yeah, it's, it's the same as Canada. But, I mean, 
I'm not I'm not at risk of of marrying a Swedish girl. I've I've, I've been with my girlfriend now for five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's coming with she's coming over in a couple months. Nice. But, uh, I've got I've got my job in Halifax. I'm happy. This is good, this good. is like my vacation. <laughs> Uh, the three-month uh, Swedish football season vacation. I like it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, wait, you, 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 you can go on. No, no, go ahead. Do you use it like a literal vacation? You tell them, like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. Bye. Well, I mean, I work a commission job. So I work in sales. I'm a, I'm a financial advisor, uh, wealth specialist, and insurance broker. Okay. So... I mean, I'm lucky enough to be in a company that that enjoys employing me and uh, and uh, enjoys what I do. Um, and Are you I sure enjoy your boss is not just afraid of you? Sorry? Are you sure your boss is not just afraid of you? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure he's not afraid of me. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, I mean, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have the life I have. I mean, I've, I've lived a very blessed life. I continue to live a very blessed life. Um, but it's it's time to be an adult. It's time to go home. Yeah, stop he's, playing he, football. He says as he's entering a new football season in a new new country and a exactly. completely new situation. <laughs> one last ride. It's one yeah. last ride. That's so, awesome, uh, man. Yeah, so so scrolling through scrolling through your Instagram before we started the interview, uh, I messaged this guy and I was like, uh, "Cameron looks like a fun dude." So you look like a you look like a very much like a Saturday he's up for the boys type of guy. Like you look like you enjoy a beer, uh, watching the game, doing something on the grill. So so outside of football, what are, what are some of the things that, that you like to get into? Listen, I'm the size that I am because like, I've always said my own line loves me because <laughs> I. I, I I lift with my own line. I eat with my own line, and I drink with my own line. Nice. I mean, you you described it perfectly. Saturdays for me are that's my fun time. Um, we get after it. I come from a very drinking heavy culture. Um, the place I grew up in, uh, Halifax. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but this is always the story we were told growing up was. Halifax has more bars per square foot than any other city in the world. So again, don't know if that's accurate, but I can attest to the fact that we have more bars than I've ever been to. More um, more bars per square foot than any in the world. Yeah. Like, so again, Ireland I mean, might be competing with you guys. Sorry? Ireland might be competing with you no, guys. No, we put Ireland to shame. You you, you you don't think there's some small hick Irish town that'll have like twenty bars? No, they'd have two really fucking good ones. Or maybe maybe you know what could uh the, the strip the strip in Nashville might might be able to compete. They, this, we this the we whole have t- a strip in Halifax too. Okay. Nice, nice. Or it might be per capita. Whatever it is, it's like it's a lot you guys this is winning. what we were always told growing up. I come from a city of five hundred thousand people. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, you're right. Like off the field, I enjoy getting after it, but I also just enjoy chilling out. Right. Like, yeah, I try, like in my college days, I was a couple times a week. I'm not like that anymore. I try to really limit it to, to once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Gotcha. Um, after Christmas, I went sober until, until right before leaving. So 
Um, but no, I enjoy I enjoy my social life. Absolutely. Can we discuss this? If you drink on a Wednesday, you're an alcoholic. But if you're in college, that's normal. Yeah, man. This, this... <laughs> <laughs> if you drink on a Wednesday listen. afternoon, you're alcoholic. But if you're in college, that's a party. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I, think, I think if you can go through a successful detox and not crave alcohol, you're not an alcoholic. So if you can go, you could drink six days in a week for three week, three months in a row. But then if you take two months off and you've got no issues, to me, you're not an alcoholic. You just like to party. Is that yeah. your test? Sorry? Is that your test? Like, yeah, I haven't drank in two months. Let's go back, boys. <laughs> uh, that's what I did. I mean, I'm not out here drinking three times a week. But, yeah, I mean, I try to I try to limit myself to once a week, maybe once every two weeks. But I, I know I can go a couple months without drinking. That's That's how I know I'm safe. Awesome. Surprise you. It's good to know that you're not addic addicted to that stuff, especially yeah, especially, especially here because uh, it gets really expensive in Sweden. Yeah, I've noticed that. I mean, I'm a, I, I used to love beer, um, trying to get off beer because beer makes you fat. So I've been drinking vodka soda, vodka water for the past little bit. And uh, I show up here, and then there it's like, it's like a hundred chrono for vodka soda or some shit. So oh, what is this? And bars are expensive, like they rob you. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, what's how are we supposed to how are we supposed to have a good time and stay healthy? No, no, can't drink vodka soda. Cameron, Cameron, this is what the people do. They'll go to Germany. Mm -hmm. Buy a shitload of alcohol, bring yep. it back to Sweden. Then they have big house parties. That that's how you have a. I'm a house party guy. That's, that's how you party. have a good party in Sweden. That's my vibe. I'm a house party guy. See, I'm I'm allowed to say this now because Josh is not. We, me, and our former head coach and one player, drove to uh, Germany, bought too much alcohol for normal consumption. And drove back. <clears throat> Same day. We broke records on that one. We came to Limham to Malmo in half an hour. Nice. Just out here trying to party. <clears throat> trying to live life. I, I, by the way, I don't drink. I do not condone drinking. What? You don't drink, bro? But you condone drinking. I'm a man of faith. It's Ramadan soon, too, man. Yeah, I know, but you, you, you can't. You just... You gotta condone drinking. Come on. It's not halal. <laughs> How do we end video chats, like uh, podcasts? Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. You guys forgot it with your our last guest, or didn't forget it. You actually mentioned it, but he had to run. Before we leave you, Cameron, we have a few questions that we like to ask all of our guests. They're uh, they're fun for some comparisons between getting different answers for different guests. Okay. But I'll uh, shoot the first one here. Uh, what is your favorite football concept? And th this can be anything. It can be a past concept, a, a specific run play. It can be a, a blitz or a stunt on defense. But I'm guessing since you're a quarterback, you might not go with a defensive concept. <laughs> I love RPOs. I mean, they're my favorite thing in the world. So, uh, 
I mean, it works better in Canadian ball than it does American ball because we have forward motion, but I'll run an RPL. I call it Iris, which is an inside zone away from a three-man receiver, and we'll just run hitches behind, and we replace the backer. So if the backer steps down, we just dump it. And listen, I'll run Iris the full way down the field because we'll just play numbers. If we get five in the box and we're giving the ball off, if we get a six-man coming into the box, it's an easy dump for six to eight. Yeah, I mean, that that's not a bad shout. Like, it, it, you're going to have to start bringing people all the way down if you're going to stop that. And then then you got the shot over the top instead. Yep. Should we throw in Antoine's question, too? From his own podcast. Uh, like, when, it, when did you fall in love with American football? Well, he's been playing for 20 seasons, so I, I would say probably. And he watches that <laughs> play. In the, uh, in the CF, so probably like four. I'm like, yeah, five. four. I mean, I never saw my dad. I never saw my dad play in the CFL. They, uh, like I said, they retained his rights, sent him back down to college. He blew his knee out. But uh, I grew up in a football household, so I was a very young age when I fell in love with it. Nice. Is it my turn to guess? Y- yes, it's your turn. <laughs> Very professional podcast. <laughs> you don't have the questions on your side? Come on. No. Can we just uh-uh. raise our hand like, hey, is it my turn to go now? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite football uniform? Oh, the Patriots Reds. Those 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 classic red jerseys the Pats wear, those are the best uniforms in the NFL. The the one um, the ones with uh, Pat the Patriot on the hat? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, with the white helmet. Not the silver, the white helmet with Pat the yeah. Patriot in the all white jersey. Like what? Remember, I remember when the, I think the Pats were wearing that when they beat the crap out of Tennessee. Yeah. The <laughs> in the snow game. The eighty-four point, like fifty something yeah. points. Like those jerseys are just pristine. That I mean, like if I'm not gonna have that, it's an all black. Because I mean, a black is slim and it makes a big boy look smaller, <laughs> and b uh, it's just it's sexy, right? Okay, next question will offend people. <laughs> what is the most skillful position in football? Most skillful? I got a hot take. I got a really hot take. Um, left tackle. And here's why. <laughs> offensive line. And you know what? No, just the offensive line in general. Because, and this is why. Offensive line is the only position in all of sports where you are expected to dominate a more athletic human every single time you're face-to-face. And if you don't beat them, if you get beat once, you're a bum. Think about basketball. Nobody in the world is surprised when a more athletic guy dunks on your head. It's like, ah, shit, that guy's a monster. It is what it is. Nobody's surprised when Randy Moss just torches some second-level corner or a safety no one's surprised when, when Connor McDavid just makes everyone else look dumb out on the ice. But when a guy who's making three times the amount of money you are, he is twice to three times the athlete you are, beats you one time in a game, you're a bum. <laughs> so to me, to me, the most skillful position or position group in football, and I know it's a hot take, is the offensive line. No, I don't. A lot of people yeah, have answered that yeah, one. Actually. I, I don't think it's a hot take at all. I, I, I think we had uh, one guy not too long ago who said center. So that, that's a bullshit call. Yeah, I wouldn't give it to center. <laughs> you can hide a bad center. 
You can't hide a bad tackle. No, thank God you have pun. Your left tackle. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good one. He's a really good one. The second part. What is the least skillful position in football? Now it's the hot take. <laughs> yeah, this is a hot take right here. Hot take. Um, as far as like football skill goes, I'm going to go running back. Mainly because it's the most natural position on a field. I mean, like if you took if when when we when we watch four year olds or five year olds play football, they just run around with the ball, right? It's the most natural thing to do: run away from people, avoid contact. Um, I mean, to be a good running back is very hard, and I mean no disrespect. To be a good running back is very hard, but I think if you were to take an average human off the street in some charity form of football and put them on the field to get them the ball, you put them at running back because you just hand the ball and say run. Yeah. Here, boy, go. <laughs> I actually, this is probably one of the best answers we got, I think. Yeah, I like it. I, like yeah, it. I never thought about it that way. Like, I just give him the ball and run. I don't know why I had a, I had a feeling in my gut. I was like, oh, he's probably going to say receiver. I, I had that feeling. <laughs> Like, oh, you, you you can't say that about your receivers as a quarterback. Yeah, but I, 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 I know, but I just had a feel. I was like, man, he's going to say receiver, but he didn't. I was like, whew. So when he said running back, I was like, okay, all right, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> you're to me, it's either a running back or an, or an interior D lineman. Come on, man. The moonlight. <laughs> I know I'm retired, but come on. <laughs> okay, ne next question. I, I I have a sneaky suspicion of what you're going to say here, but we'll see. What is your favorite position in football, but you're not allowed to say your own? Oh, I love... See, I got, I got two. I love a good power back. Like, just like a... Like a a true like Garrett Blunt style power back or like a John Lynch strong safety. I like hard nose football. So, so 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 if you were to play a different position, you'd go as, either as like oh, I want to go in as a power back or as like yeah, a Mike box safety. This. I'm Mike Allstotting it. <laughs> that or I'd, I'd be a box safety. Don't put me out in coverage. Awesome. Safety spot. You get ahead, like a run ahead start. Then you see a poor five foot eleven running back, skinny, skinny shit running. <laughs> Blow his shit up. Nothing against skinny five eleven running backs. <laughs> so, two, two, two part question here again. Who's the best player you ever played against, and which is the best team you ever played against? <clears throat> Um, like a DB who like gave you the most headache. I'm like, what can I do against this guy? Or a, or a linebacker, yeah, or a or a defensive lineman who just gave okay. you hell no, every no, play. No, no, no. It's it's um, best guy I've ever played with. I played with. I did a I did a camp with Scotty Miller, uh, receiver for the for the Bucks. But I also played high school football with. Um, Peter Godber, who's a, I think he's a five-year vet in the CFL now, starting lineman. Um, I've played with some very good receivers as well. Um, guys I've played against, 
I've played against a lot of CFL guys. Um, so to put a name on one of them would be tough. Um, I can, I'll say the most dominant situation I played against a guy was I played against a guy named Deshaun Stevens in the Canada Cup. So the Canada Cup is our U18 national championship in Canada for all those provincial teams. And Deshaun I, I played with on Team Canada in Texas, but then two years later I played against him when he was on Team Ontario. I was on Team Nova Scotia. He was a linebacker who just changed games. Uh, and he was a Canadian who went to Miami, or, uh, not Miami, uh, Maine. He went to University of Maine for four years, graduated, and went to West Virginia. Played a year at West Virginia. He was on Mel Kuyper's, like, top 100 to watch. So oh. he, was pretty, he was pretty insane. Uh, best team I ever played against would always would be uh, either Tonon-Levon last year was really good. Um, but no, I mean, as far as dominance in their age, like growing up against those Team Quebec teams in the Canada Cup and uh, national tournament, Team Quebec was always really good. So here in Europe is the... No. Which team was it in Europe? Best team I've played in Europe is Tonon Ball. Who? The Black Panthers. Ah, so you, you them, say in the French pronunciation. You say it in the French pronunciation. I do not understand the French one. I say it in the butchered oh, English French one. Yeah, so either, either Toulon, the Black Panthers, or Marseille, the Blue Stars. The Blue Stars were dominant in France last year. The regular season. Yes. What made them really good was they weren't crazy good in their secondary, but their box play was really good, and they blitzed every play. So... Like the south of France, there was always weak points in the O-lines, and they took advantage of that. I mean, I remember playing against them and just getting my, my ass absolutely handed to me um, almost every snap. Like, I remember there was one play. They, they had a linebacker. His name's Eddie. He's number five. He's a Team France guy. I think he's at ELF now. I caught the snap and got hit. I didn't step back. I caught the snap. Brought it to here and got hit. He shot the gap. So, but once once they went up against a more sound football team like Tonon, the Black Panthers, they 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 got beat. So, I mean, Marseille was best at taking advantage of teams that were deficient in some way. Most teams on the O line, but when they played a team that was really sound and solid, like the Black Panthers, it was it was game over. Nice. Andre missed the entire of that, but <clears throat> I'll, I'll I'll listen back to it. My, I I thought my computer had enough energy, and it. it was like twenty percent last time I checked, and everything just shut down <laughs> all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it for today. Yeah, that's it. Hey, Cameron. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to um sit down and talk with us. It was a pleasure talking with you. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, in this season, and I, I, I wish you the best of luck, except <laughs> in your opener and that other time we play you. Got the okay. opposition out, okay. okay. out here. Got ops out here. I wish you luck in our forty yard. I wish you luck in our forty yard because you you're gonna need it. Looking forward to it. I'm always down for some competition. I love to compete. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I mean, 
Um, when Vidar and Kristen told me that you guys wanted to have me on, I, I was excited. Um, I enjoyed the conversation. And uh, if you ever want, if you ever want to talk again, let me know. I'm always, I'm always open. That's awesome. And uh, me, me, and I, Osaida, are you coming to the opener or are you away? You're going to be away. Damn it, Osaida. Well, I'll <laughs> see you in about three weeks, Cameron. These uh, other uh, knuckleheads, I don't know when. <laughs> I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably wait. Do you guys uh, are you guys coming up to play uh, Koskuga this year? No, they come to us. Well, then I won't see you this year. <laughs> Bummer. Anyway, th th thanks a lot again, Cameron, and uh, thank you to everyone listening to this podcast. Please, uh, please make sure to go follow our Instagram account. We're at Gridirons of Europe. Osai, do you have a shout out for the new YouTube channel where they can find that? Yeah, if this video uploads, we have a YouTube channel, folks. It's the same name as everywhere. It's not a new name, so. Gridirons of Europe on YouTube. Go find it. Uh, go follow our Twitter account. We're at Gridirons Europe. And, uh, hey, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Bye-bye.